Welcome back to the Screaming Idiots Show, everybody. Wherever you are and however you may be listening, we thank you for tuning in. That's as fucking generic as we're going to get tonight. <laughs> so, happy to be back in the studio as always, and I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed Season 2 so far. Um, it's been a fun one. We've had a couple great guests on, um, and have had some deep and emotional conversations that are always, uh, you know, Somewhat difficult to get vulnerable and talk about, but at the same time, it's it's good to, to talk about those things. And this episode is going to be nothing fucking like that. So <laughs> we're not going to get emotional tonight. As we drink tea with honey in it. I don't know. From what you've told me about uh, a particular question you would like to ask me. Mm, yeah, well, I might have lied about getting emotional because... <laughs> Old T Skittles over here might might get a little in his feels when we come uh, to. I have, I have heard I have heard rumors that will test our friendship. Yeah, so we'll give you a little bit of show rundown tonight. We're just going to shoot the shit about a couple different things here in the open segment, and then we're going to get to some personalized this or that. I've come up for one for with one for Tyler, Tyler for Preston, Preston for me. So we're really going to make uh, make each other think and and maybe possibly ruin some friendships. Also got some good old-fashioned heavy metal hot takes we're going to dive into as well. But uh, enough of that shit. Let's just let her rip. I want you guys to let us know what you think of the audio. Now, for our longtime listeners, you know that we we uh, dropped a bag, got some new mics, mic stands, cords, all that fun shit to improve audio quality. But Tyler over here, being the master audio editor that he is... I don't know about master but well we're gonna find out by what the listeners tell us <clears throat> started to started to what a novice yeah oh that's fair that's i'm a novice video editor fuck yeah you are yeah. bro hell I'm yeah a novice had a lot of shit yeah <laughs> yeah that's what your wife tells me pretty fucking <laughs> mediocre pretty <laughs> mediocre you're a shitty guitar player <laughs> here we go here we go drinking my tea all right so Tyler started panning the audio to make it sound like we each have our own space because, you know, his point was when you listen to a lot of shows, typically it all kind of sounds jumbled and like it's on top of each other. And just like all podcasts, we have a tendency to talk over each other. And when when he pans the audio, we kind of all have our own space. So it's not just some big garbled, you know, sound. So hopefully you guys like it. If you absolutely fucking hate it and enough of you hate it, let us know. We'll change it. So, give us your opinions on that. I like it, but Preston, you're a little skeptical of it, so. I think I just got confused listening to it in the car the other day. It scared you. Bam, like, bam, bam. Why am, I in the, why am I in the passenger door? What the fuck? Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've had to play around with kind of the mixing of the audio just because I've never done it on this kind of platform before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, trying to figure out. You know, what's the best way to EQ? Um, I have found that each each person's voice makes it a little different. So yeah. I can't just say, all right, here's the EQ. I'm going to just copy-paste for everybody. I'm like, well, that gives me a baseline. Then I got to play with it from there. Right. And I think part of it was, you know, the first few episodes, I didn't care as much. <laughs> That's <laughs> I was like... After the first episode, someone said it sounded good, and I was like, we did nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing to make that sound good. Bro, you had it bounced to me, like, next day. Yeah. And we, we were just using, like, typical 
um, like live vocal mics. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, well, I know I want everybody to have their own space. I, I, it makes sense when you're mixing to do it that way. And I had started panning everybody like really far apart. I think on Derek's episode, we were way out there. So what it was is on Derek's episode, that was the first one I mixed it with my studio monitors. Because mm -hmm. the other ones, the first three, I just did based on headphones. headphones. And I think that gave me a better, without realizing it, that was a better representation of how people are going to listen to the podcast than me listening to it on studio monitors. No one's going to be blaring this through a big stereo system in their living room. Right. You know what I mean? Although so, that'd be metal as fuck. That'd it would be metal as fuck. I would greatly appreciate that. Yeah. Admit, that that give me a feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. No, I and I think this is kind of <laughs> I know we're kind of rambling about audio here, but I think this could be useful for um anybody that's one doing a podcast, you know, starting out on that or, you know, just a, a local band that's starting to do maybe some of their own recordings like we had talked about Screaming Evidence doing. So, mm -hmm. I think you just got to you got to fuck with it. You got to trial and error, man. Yeah, so I forgot a very cardinal rule I learned in school which was you have to take into consideration how your audience is listening to the audio yeah. when you're mixing and mastering. Okay. And I really didn't think of that when I started blasting it through my, you know, so anyway, studio monitor. So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> I started blasting. <laughs> and when I'm listening on the, on the monitors, like everything still sounds like here. And then I put it on like just my computer speakers, and it was like, it was like this spread eagle, spread eagle, mm -hmm. mm. like cheeks and all. But <laughs> as I sip my tea, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So then I asked the question to you guys, like, what do you what do you think of this? Because I wasn't sure if it sounded bad, and just no one told me. Yeah, I haven't had anybody. Which, if you're nervous to critique us, please don't, because. Bring we, it on. We haven't gotten any criticism yet, which it, I guess is a good thing, but... Hey, any professional no, audio guy would be listeners. like... Yeah, that's probably That means true. we don't have enough people listening. Any professional audio guy would be like, bro, your gate's fucked up. Mm -hmm. give, me all the, give me all the hate. You got too much compression on it. All the gain. You don't have enough compression on it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if anybody thanks the audio sucks please let us know what we can do to make it better a better listening experience for you we want it to be silky smooth mm. so but yeah there's our little tweedledee tweedledum on our audio so speaking you know talking about how some of that information could help um you know local bands that are starting to do their own recordings and stuff like that tyler you had a great uh topic of discussion before we recorded the pod and i want to dive into that and, you know, you pose the question of, you know, what local bands do you think are doing things well and why? Um, so I think that's an interesting topic because we, you know, one local band, you guys, and a big part of why we started this show was to help spotlight some of that. Um, and I think this is a great opportunity to spotlight some of those uh, local and up and coming bands it don't have to be, you know, local to here in Ohio, but, um, you know, Tyler, what what bands did you have in mind when you when you started thinking about this? So, I, I was I was just kind of brainstorming of ideas, and I, I was trying to think of ways to bring up uh, local artists mm -hmm. um, as we have a few times here, but 
do it in a little more interesting way. A little more in-depth? A little more in-depth. And um, as a local artist, look, if if you're a local artist in a band or whatever, you have undoubtedly seen another local band that you feel is on the same level as you, playing a better show than you, and you get a little jealous. Mm-hmm. Or you see them doing something really cool, you get a little jealous. <laughs> and it's like, ooh, how do I do that? How do I do that? <laughs> how do I do what do I do? <laughs> and so you start really looking at, you know, what they're doing and how they're doing it. And, you know, that's, that shouldn't be something. I see a lot of egos get involved out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they, you know, people are like, oh, we're, we're better than them. We should be doing this or that and fuck them guys. And very I, competitive. See a, I've, I see a lot of shit like that out there, which kind of pisses me off. Cause I'm like, we're all just. We're all just jamming, bro. Like, mm-hmm. chill the fuck out. Right. But, you know, I still feel that little little something-something. And I, there's a couple bands that we've actually played with a few times that, that came to mind when I kind of asked that question. Um, one would be Desolate. Um, really awesome guys. They've brought us on to a lot of shows. We've played a lot of shows with them. They have like a grungy sound. It's pretty refreshing kind of a, too. Kind of a post grunge, mm-hmm. you know. I, I think they covered a Seether song and it sounded perfect. Yeah, I was like, that is a great representation, a great reference point mm-hmm. for these guys. And from there, you know, we've kind of followed each other and try to help each other out as much as we can. Sometimes I think they do more for us than we do for them. <laughs> But I think that's because they're doing more. Sure. And so they get out there and they're constantly booking shows. They're constantly putting out content and they're staying relevant. Mm-hmm. Which we've talked about on previous episodes of, you know, that. Right. And you just build and build momentum. But I think part of why they do so well on the business side is because Nick actually works in music business to a certain capacity i apologize um he helps uh i think he works for a promotion company and they Mm -hmm. book shows bring uh artists around on tours and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and uh you know he's done that for a long time so he's very familiar with the the music business and he's probably developed a lot of connections and i think what they're doing out there is is really awesome how long has desil been doing it I mean, just as a band. So the first show we played with Desolate, they had a different lineup. And this was back when, this is the first show that we played when I moved back from the Navy. And it was just me, Sean, and Scotty. There were songs that I was playing bass on and then songs I would switch over to guitar on, depending if there was any lead on the song or not. With Mm -hmm. no bass behind it? No bass behind it. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of shows, you know, goes back to, I think it was Derek's conversation about how adding additional people has helped um, the rest of us shine. Because I, I couldn't do much lead mm-hmm. work on those on that first album because, like, I didn't know if I was going to be playing guitar or guitar bass, or bass yeah. on that song. And then you can only do so much with leads without a bass to carry the, yeah. the low end of a song playing it live. It was like, man, this sucks. But uh, 
No, that that show was 2015, I think. Okay. And I think they had been around for a little while. And then <clears throat> they went through a bit of a lineup change. And I think they went on like about a year hiatus sort of thing, if I'm not mistaken. Better than a year hiatus. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, I didn't see much of them for like a year. And then they started hitting us up about doing shows together again. Just kind of out of nowhere? Kind of out of nowhere. And we've just developed this really cool relationship with these guys. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Help, help each other out. Okay. So, Desolate, go check those guys out. You, I think you mentioned another one. You had a... Yeah, so uh, Sour Blood. Yeah, of course. Yep. So, <clears throat> another example of a local band that does their their business side of things well. I mean... And they've been doing it a long time, too. Long oh, yeah. Like, and I think that's why they're so good at 15 it. 15-plus years? Yeah, because they... A couple of the members were actually part of a, a pretty big local band years and years ago called Once Pure. And they they kind of went... Yeah, I remember about as far him. as you can go before you you start yeah. breaking through the wall, I think, um, and maybe get on the level of some of these bands that you know aren't huge, but they're they might Big be enough. popping up in your yeah you know shuffle and everything. But uh, from yeah, I mean they they've been doing it for fucking ever, and I think their ability to really get on some awesome bills is impressive because a lot of those types of shows, like you have to show that you can bring a certain fan base with you to each show. Mm -hmm. And when you're a band like us out in the middle of fucking nowhere and you're asking your, your people to go to these big shows in Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton, whatever. Wherever, yeah. Like, it's hard to deliver on that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them, it's like, they want you to sell 50 tickets, or you don't get booked again. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of cutthroat like that. Can you kind of, just like you did with, with Desolate, can you kind of explain Sour Blood style genre, you know, things like that for the listeners? To me, bro, it's just metal. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of them have that kind of like deathcore kind of kind of influence. Um, obviously, listen to metalcore. I'm pretty sure a lot of them are fans of some of those old school metal. Yeah. Uh, uh, metalcore bands. Um. I've really only listened to them live, though. Yeah, that's fair. They released their their one album, and I listened through it. And at the time, I just wasn't in a metal mood. Sure. I had gone like a three-month stint where all I wanted to listen to was like alternative shit Mm -hmm. and reggae and stuff. They put on a really, really good live show. They do. They have um, a lot of energy. I've, yeah, yep. I've seen them live several times. Just, Super you know, tight. You guys are on the bill with them a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And they do. They, they're really energetic. Like, really, really energetic. Brad's a badass drummer, too. Yeah, yep. for sure. 
So he's he's probably oh, the guitar, only other guy. Ain't no slouch either. No, he's not. He he gets There's in there. They're yeah, they're good. both good. Yep. I think they keep going through basis though. Yeah, they, they have right. a hard time keeping a basis. Well, they had a a back a different guy there at the last show you guys played with him. Yeah, the, the, their regular basis. He's a photographer, and I think he was on a shoot or something that night or something. Yeah, yeah it's it's weird, man. There's not a lot of basis out there. Not a lot of dedicated bases to be able to play what they need you to play. Dude, we could go down a huge wormhole with that right now. I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to, but when you think about what instruments kids are picking up these days, it's not a base. It's not a base. There are, and the reason for that, in my opinion, is there's no Cliff Burton's running around. There's no um, Getty Lee's running around. There's no, um, you know, who you name. Flea, you know, I mean, all those guys are, except Cliff, obviously, they're still alive, but they're not to prominence, right? Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath. There's so many iconic bases from the 70s and 80s and even Mm -hmm. the 90s. And, man, there's just, like, all these metal and metalcore bands out right now, the bass is so far in the background, you don't even know it's there. It is not, there's there's no bass, and some of these dudes like Polaris. Polaris bassist is He's a fucking insane. Bad fucking dude. Yep. Nobody knows who he is. Yep. It's it's weird. It's almost like yep. bass players aren't cool anymore. Like they used to be. They've some never of the cool, been cool, bro. That's not. Yeah. I would disagree with you a hundred percent. Because Cliff was cool, of course. Newstead, um, Dave Elfson from Megadeth, uh, Steve Harris from Iron Maiden, Nikki. C- I mean, even the glam metal band bassists. Like there are so many cool. Blackie Lawless from Wasp. There were some fucking awesome bases that were super cool back in the day. So I, I would disagree. I think there's a lot of cool bases now. It's just, it's no one cares. Yeah. People, you know, kids picking up an instrument. The, there's just not that push. Did they ever want to pick up a bass though? Man, I'm telling you what. I tell you what, if you don't play at least two instruments, you're wrong. Oh, I guess I'm wrong. Fuck me. Hmm. Because I guess I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> I'm a shitty guitarist, so I guess <laughs> I only play half an instrument. So I don't mean it like that. You I do mean know four chords, look, though. even <laughs> if you. DSM, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so look, look, if you at least play around with another instrument. Play around with that instrument for a week and then come back and fuck with the guitar and you'll notice shit change. Like so like getting pussy or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I mean, <laughs> I, I think becoming a bass player for screaming evidence, we've kind of talked about the story. It was abrupt. It was weird for me, mm-hmm. but I think that made me a better guitarist. Oh, I guarantee you it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is the perception you have of that fretboard when you're playing bass versus when you're playing guitar is completely different. Sure. But why distinguish? It's the same fucking strings. You just have the top four of them. Same tuning. All the notes are the same. Why can't I take things that I would maybe normally do on the guitar and do it on the bass or why not take something I might do on the bass 
and do on the guitar, change it up a little bit, but let that influence me because you will look at the fretboard of yeah. each differently. Yeah. And the same thing with piano. I'd fuck around with piano and I'm doing shit with my hands that I've never done before. And then I picked up the bait. Like I was doing piano for like a month, just solid. And then I picked up the bass. Holy fuck. The shit that came out of my, out of my hands on that bass guitar mm -hmm. was crazy to me. It was so different than what I had normally done, but it sounded cool as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you think about multi-instrumental musicians, right? You think about the John Mayers, the Keith Urbans, the guys like that that play multiple different stringed instruments or or like, you know, like you said, being able to play piano or being able to drum or anything like that. I, I think the more that you do of that, the more talented you're going to become just because you're going to look at things differently but similar. Um, just like you said about, you know, why can't I do something on the bass that I do on the guitar? So... You know, me, myself, personally, I, I I I love coming in here and picking up your bass and just fucking playing a couple notes on it, but I don't know how to play bass. But really, I do. I just have never done it. So I would agree with that that sentiment. And yeah, I probably need to start fucking around on a bass more. And hell, you never know. I might end up liking playing bass more. Dude, I love playing bass. I have found that I actually enjoy playing bass live more than I do the guitar. Really? And I think part of that is I feel so much less pressure, mm -hmm. both because I joke around about it a lot, but like if I ever fuck up, I can just hit that top string open. And as long as they don't hear the bass cut out, they'll never know. No. Hmm. They'll never know. Anybody with an IEM <clears throat> will. Look, for the music we play, the C note is in almost every scale that we play out yeah. of. I don't even know what the C note is. The top it's string It's a $100 open. bill. Oh, yeah, I know that note. <laughs> so if I hit that open, I'm, I am I have a 99.9% .9 chance of being in the key. <laughs> I'm not going to get shot. <laughs> and it just it carries out the, the low end just long never enough for playing. me to figure out where I'm at so I can get back into the flow. And the crowd never knows because the crowd's not really listening to what the bass is playing. They just want to know that it's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a condom. Because, <laughs> look, when you, I when you I really don't add... like the idea of it, but you got to know that it's there. <laughs> yeah. So when <laughs> so look, BDSM, the only way I can I can bring like uh, emphasis to the bass is when I like cut cut out on notes and like do more of a staccato style because outside of that like people just feel it they're like yeah it's there yeah cool but when you cut condom. out they're like what happened mm -hmm. condom <laughs> you know when it's there but when it's not you're like oh where'd you go play that fucking condom boy <laughs> i got me a four string condom okay so preston what local bands, up-and-coming bands, do you think mm -hmm. are doing it well and why? So i got a couple. Um, uh, there's a band that a buddy of mine is in. It took me a while to even realize that he was in this band for whatever reason. 
but a band known by the name of Breathing Theory. Okay. And most of the members, or a few of the members, are out of Florida, if I'm not mistaken. And there's a couple guys that live here in Ohio that are with the band. One of uh, my buddy Kagan King, he's the drummer for those guys. Constantly putting out content, uh, touring, playing shows quite a bit. And then they're always putting out new music. Yeah. Always putting out new music. I think they've released three songs in the last four to five months, if I'm not mistaken. Momentum. Um, it's huge. Kind of, uh, I would say, Breaking Benjamin influences. Absolutely, I would. Uh, yeah. What would you guys say influence wise? Or I, a sound. Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, I mean, but not, that. not like a, a dead ringer for Breaking Benjamin, but you can hear that. Yeah. I would almost say Godsmack, too, in some of okay. their some of their verses they might listen to this pod and go what the fuck's he talking about but that's just how i'm interpreting it and i love god smack so that's a compliment um but yeah no definitely that that uh more harder heavier uh dad rock like the on the heavier spectrum of of dad rock um like a breaking benjamin so i like him a lot yeah i i'm i'm starting to enjoy it now that i've actually given it a chance it's popped up on my instagram a bunch and i must Mm-hmm. Must be friends with one of the guys, but just didn't realize it. Yeah. Um, but I keep seeing it, and I'm like, well, Preston's been talking about it. And then we, mm-hmm. we showed up here for the recording. We started playing a few songs, and I was got some good stuff. Damn, like, that shit kind of yeah, yeah, slaps. Yep. But uh, I would say they're definitely relatable to Breaking Benjamin, and I was kind of explaining it to you guys earlier just where they're taking what like is being played musically in metal and adding more of like rock vocals to it yeah and they're kind of doing the same thing but metal's a little different now so their sound is obviously different it's more of modern metal with modern rock vocals yeah mm-hmm. and dude's got pipes on him he does yeah, for and sure I, dude i fucking dig it mm-hmm. like we we've we've talked about it a lot on this show but like dad rock for the fucking win bro oh always i've been in a in a alt, alt rock dad rock kind of mood the whole like last week so these guys why fit I, right into that why am i slightly confused on what we are considering dad rock are you guys considering dad rock like but rock yeah, Caesar Butt Rock, and, Shine okay. Down, okay. Breaking Benjamin, Godsmack, Crossfade, Stained, Stained, Creed. Yeah, that's all. That's all okay. Dad Rock. Okay. Yeah, Just, so that would be I, no, not Disturbed. Sorry, right? Or little, and that's why I feel Breaking Benjamin wasn't that either. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, so that would be one band. Shout out Breathing Theory. And then another one is Dread Engine, and they're they're out of Columbus, oh, yeah. Ohio. Um, seen them three different times. Played with them two different times, if I'm not mistaken. These dudes put on a hell of a show, a hell of a show. Um, I remember their basis first, is cool, bro. Yeah, they're good dudes, real good dudes. We're gonna bring it back full circle. <laughs> more back full more circle. of a metalcore style. Uh, got some harsh harsh vocals, and then uh, have some cleans. Jake, the guitar player. Uh, he does the cleans for him and he does a good job. Uh, I, I remember he has the a good first, voice. yeah, he does. I remember the first time I had seen him live 
And they, like, brought their own sound guy with them. And he was out in the middle of the crowd, like, checking their sound. And I was all confused, like, oh, mate, these guys are the real deal. They're not messing around. Um, but, yeah, Dread Engine, their last album, I absolutely love. Almost every song to me, I I jam all the damn time on that last album. So, Yeah, I mean, we talk. You know, I'm going to bring it back to Dude's Voice. Um, Jake, you mm-hmm. said his name I was? think his name's Jake, if I'm not mistaken. Terrible with the names. Don't hate me. But uh, you and I have listened to a few bands where it's like we appreciated what the vocalist was able to do staying in his range and not trying to do something mm. he can't. Mm-hmm. And I think he <clears throat> he's found his range. He's found what he can do with within that range to stay interesting. I like his voice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't I don't really And have... it's always all oh, dude, it's always the scrawny kid that Every sounds time. like Satan himself has yes. possessed the boy. Yeah. <laughs> and put him grabbed a microphone <laughs> and said fucking roar. <laughs> Do the roar. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. You got a hell of a holler on your boy. <laughs> Shout out, Ryan. Dude, as as soon as I seen him, I was like, Yeah, he's a screamer. I think yeah. I think the first time we seen him was at uh, Barnyard it Bash. Been Barnyard a couple years ago. And I seen this mistaken. kid walking in the crowd, and he had his long hair, and he's he's like this short, scrawny kid. And I'm like, that dude is a screamer for a metal <laughs> band. He's about to blow me the fuck away. <laughs> yeah, it's always the skinny dudes that can scream and can fight. <laughs> it's <laughs> always the skinny dudes. So, needless to say, I can't scream more fights. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm working on both, I promise. So, uh, I've got two. Um, First one, I'm going to go really local and and up and coming. Second one, you know, I've talked about before, and uh, they're just relatively new. But first one is uh, Waste of White out of of Ohio. Uh, Are they Columbus? East. East. east, uh, east. Well... 45 minutes east of Columbus, probably. I think they're from uh, close to Zanesville. Zanesville? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, Waste of White. And, and I came across them when you guys played a show with them at uh, Muddy Creek. And yeah. I was instantly like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. These dudes rip. Um, more of a metal Corey, thrashy kind. They're kind of their own thing. I mean, they... They got some killer screams, but they play a lot of fast shit. Um, and I love like raspy vocals that still yes. sound really good. And Daniel just kills that that vibe. Mm-hmm. It kills that vibe. That's not, that's a terrible way to put it, but like he's so good at that that raspy where he's almost screaming, but he's not. He's actually singing, and it's just this super harsh, gritty sound he kills it at that vibe yeah and it just goes so well with their music um three piece that is and god they they, i mean they put out they've got great music out they put on a great live show they they're playing they're playing it right now they -hmm. play a ton of live shows um and they're just good ass dudes i can't speak to them from a business side but obviously i know they play a lot of shows they put out good music that's got really good audio quality for being a local band um, so 
I love those guys. I've said it before on this show, but uh, yeah, so that's one for me. My other one I've talked about a lot, and they're they're not local. Matter of fact, I don't even really know where they're from, but uh, it's Until I Wake. Um, you know, they have put out some shit over the past couple years, but you know, never really blown up. They've been on some medium sized show bills, I would say. Um, uh, Jake at Metalcore Highlights and I were talking a couple weeks ago. He went to one of their shows. Um, and he said, you can tell that they haven't been doing this very long. He's like, it wasn't a bad show by any means. He's like, but you can tell that they're still in this, um, like local band vibe. Matter of fact, I think they were playing with era. So, oh, shit. Okay. um, they were like the very first band to play that night. And, but it was at a medium sized venue. Uh, that was my boots. Sorry. I didn't fart. I heard a little squeal. No. Um, <laughs> There's a mouse. <laughs> Jake said that he said it was so funny. He's like, there was this girl in the front row that was like going nuts the whole time and was singing, knew every word to every song and all this was just by herself having a good time. And then as soon as the sets over their their front man, who's a really skinny dude that's got pipes, long hair, and you same thing, you'd see him like yep. that dude screams in a metal band. <laughs> he said he walks up. Grabs that girl's hand and says, come on, babe, let's go. It was his girlfriend. She's just in the front row losing her shit. Like that local band vibe, right? Yeah, that's cool. Love it. And he's like, it was just so cool to see. And I love their music. They're very vocally driven. Um, but I, I just, I've never heard a song that they've put out that I don't like. So that's another band that I think is doing really good. They've put out like two albums in two years. They're putting out content constantly. And in between albums, they're dropping singles or EPs or something. Great music videos. Um, and I think they're, you know, I, I haven't seen them live, but Jake said that it seems like they're starting to get their bearings on uh, playing bigger live shows. So guys that aren't necessarily local anymore, but I think that are, have done a good job of making that transition from local to getting on some bigger bills. Mm -hmm. So I know, I mean, what do you guys think about both of those bands? Waste of White and Until I Wake? Uh, absolutely love Waste of White. Played a few shows with those guys. Really good dudes. Um, a shit ton of potential. A shit ton of potential. They just need to keep playing out, uh, keep getting their name out there because they're young and they they got a bunch of things in front of them. Um, and then until I wake, took me a minute to get into them for whatever reason, but uh, uh, speak I, freely. Yeah, no, I like them. I think the for some reason, like the overprocessed sound to me gets a little little old. But I'm a hypocrite because there's other bands that have us. Uh, super or you listen listen to periphery right right um religiously yeah about every day almost god i hate periphery <laughs> go ahead <laughs> no no I, I really like until i wake not one of my favorites i would sure. say but they're pretty damn good tyler so uh, did you yeah. need an introduction <laughs> say my name bitch <laughs> no i just i didn't know what what i was supposed to talk about no i just did i mean You've played with Waste of White. What do you think about their path and and just kind of where they're at and and how they've got there and whatnot? Um, yeah, I mean, the first time we played with them, I was I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! These guys sound good. Yeah. I, I like their songs. We talk about writing good songs. I think they do. Um, I thought they." What always catches my attention is bands that I think would sound good on a bill with us. Yeah. yeah. Because we don't fit in. 
we're always at a show where we're too soft or we're at a show where we're, we are way, way too, too heavy. heavy. Yep. And finding these bands that are out there in this in between is like, fuck yes. So like, that's why I really enjoyed fate of Orion. I felt that they were in that in between with us. And I was like, dude, shows with them is awesome. Mm-hmm. Desolate. Though they are more, you know, a little softer into that, um, like grungy kind of sound. I think they fit on a bill with us really well. And so, yeah, Waste of White was one of those bands that caught my attention and I started paying attention and, um, yeah, I mean, they do more than we do. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Until I Wake? You like some of their shit, don't you? Yeah. So I, uh, I think you were sending them in the chat for a couple of weeks. You just kept dropping these songs and I was, I was not in the metal vibe. You know, I. I go through these these mood swings with music. Too. So, ooh, that's a great next topic. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I go I go through these mood swings with with music, and so I wasn't in the mood for metal. And so you were sending them, and I'm like, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> and then I got back into a metal mood, and I was like, man, let me go back through our chat. So I, I'll do that once in a while. I'll just go back through our chat because I won't be in the mood for whatever the fuck y'all sending me. And then I'll be like, okay, well, now I'm ready for it. So go back through and I, I start listening through uh, those songs and it gave me exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's like that good in-between ground. It, it's, it is. They're not, I mean, they've got some songs that are straight up metalcore where it's real fast and they're screaming like the whole time. But then they've got some songs that are nice and slow and real pretty melodic vocals and all that shit. So that's wh- kind of why I like them is they give me that that bad omens blend. I was blend. gonna say I would think they would it be is. similar it's a, to it's bad, omens. bad omens yeah. blend. L- listen, listen to screaming evidence. It's the same thing. You know, I that's the type of shit I want, and there's mm. not that much out there. You want to be able to account for music mood swings. Mm. So speaking of music mood swings. I think we all go through them and not just the three of us. I'm sure all the listeners do too, where you have moments where, or days, weeks, whatever, where you are all about a certain genre and then you get burnt out on that genre or, um, something you hear just kind of catches your, catches your attention and you're like, "Mm, now I'm in this vibe. So like Preston, what makes you go through one of those mood swings? And like, typically what is it from? Like what, do you go from metalcore to hip hop? Do you go from just kind of explain your your thought on that? Yeah, I don't I don't know that I know best how to explain it, but it it's really when I click shuffle in the morning yeah. on the way to work, it's like, oh yeah, I want to listen to that. And sometimes I won't. It'll take me a minute and a half to get through a song for it to finally like, yeah, I, I guess this is what I want to listen to yeah. for now. It's weird how um, it works. But because of Shuffle, a metalcore band will be next after an alternative band, or it'll be J. Cole, and then it'll be Killswitch or or something of that sort. So I go through those mood swings, and when I do, I typically, you know, go to a specific album I want to listen to. Um, Or I do also have certain playlists um, that I can switch back and forth between as well, but... um, 
No, I think I think that's something that the listeners and and all of us can relate to is we all go through those mood swings. Oh, for sure. I mean, and I, mine's probably the exact same way where I'll just, you know, I hit shuffle and normally it's always a metalcore song that comes on first, something just a little heavier, but then I'll get to like a crossfade song mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm, dad rock. And that was like this past week I sent you guys something. It might've been crossfade. And then it was like, dad rock tuesday yeah, <laughs> we all was. we, we all, all started, started yeah. that's the thing is like our our music mood swings can sometime affect the whole group like if if one sometimes of us we just end up on the same cycle yeah, you know what I yeah mean? it's like a menstrual cycle right? yeah we are women yeah <laughs> we're allowed we to are be, women and we are allowed free. to be nowadays <laughs> yeah we're allowed to be women these days so i think we all kind of what was that we are women and we are free <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, oh God! But no, it's kind of it's fun to go on those music, those bipolar music uh, mood swings because when I get that's hooked, a mouthful, dude. Yeah, I, you know, I, sometimes I'm good at with mouthfuls. Very similar to a <laughs> Fuck! mood. Very similar to a mood ring. Shout out, mood ring, bro! I just said I'm good with mouthfuls. <laughs> My Tyler's talk. I'm done. <laughs> I just need like 10 minutes, guys. <laughs> hey, Mike! <laughs> Inside joke. Inside uh, joke. <laughs> Tyler, give me a mouthful. <laughs> oh. Uh, Drink your teeth, shut up. Here's where everybody look. goes. Pause. I'm out. So look, uh, as far as those mood swings go. So look, uh, I'm, in, I'm in the mouthfuls too. <laughs> I I quit. Said, you said give it to you, so I'm going to give it to you. I quit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go play bass. <laughs> play that condom, boy. <laughs> Are we ever going to be able to get back to the main point? <laughs> Music mouthfuls. <so, mid-swing. laughs> <laughs> Music mouthfuls. Give them to me. <laughs> Please, sir. We're going to turn into tongue singers here soon. I think we just became sleep token. Yeah. (laughs) We're starting a sleep token parody band called Sleep With Me Token. My ribs hurt. We're going to have to chill out. (laughs) Okay. Um, Comedy interludes over. All right. So, look. Mood swings. Yep. Um,. Like I said, I'll, I'll go through these time periods where I I do not care to listen to metal at all, and there's times where I'll go through like a full week of like late two thousands, early two thousands tens, like punk, kind of that revival of like midwestern punk and stuff, um, kind of that poppier like feel, who? um. There's a band that came out later than that period, but like Neck Deep. Okay. Um, I know where you're going now. That's a band Derek had Yeah, Derek had talked about. And there was us, was it Story of the Year? No. There was another one he'd talked about. But anyways, in that same realm of punk type vibe. And then I'll go to like early, early 2000s punk, like Silverstein. There you go. Yeah. Like early Thrice, uh, shit like that. And then. You ever delve into Rise Against? Of course I have. Okay. You think they're punk though? They they I, I feel are like very they have punky. A punky. Really? Feel. When they first started, it was very punk. 
That's when she said I don't hate you. Like, that's not punk. You got to go back to... Okay. Uh, like, er, like, early, early. Okay. Uh, I forget the name of the album. A- Appealing to Reason, maybe? Sounds familiar. I was going to say, because they just never... Which <clears> I never <throat> listened to. The only time I discovered them was hearing them on 99.7 The Blitz. And I really that's liked them. That's when they started getting more... They were like cool. arena rock. Yeah, it stopped being as punky and started becoming more like rock. Yeah. Um, and I like that, too. They kind too. of reminded me of Hoobastank for some reason. But I like think I think that's a, a, a band that relates to one of the topics we have later. Okay. As far as like... All right, no sneak peeks. No sneak peeks, but I get what you're saying. I'm but anyway... Um, you always are. Yeah, and then I could, I could switch it all the way up and... Here lately, I've been getting into rap. Sure, mm-hmm. you know, like NF started it I was for say, me. Like NF, type and then stuff. I started giving a couple other artists a try. I feel like you would like like Jeezy, um, mm-hmm. Logic, even maybe. I told you about Logic. Um, you sent me a couple songs recently. You weren't and, crazy and about. I feel like you I weren't crazy about them, but you're more like straight up hip hop. It's really post hard. Mar- do you like post? No. Okay. I can't I stand Post. it. I love Posty. Love him. He's so versatile, bro. Like, he does country shit. He, does, he, he originally was, like, a metal artist. As a musician? Like, he's super Like, versatile. what's up, dude? You, yeah. You're doing the damn thing. But you but mean, like, like, his music. You're his like, music, yeah. I'm, I'm just not a fan of. He did a Nirvana cover that I thought was better than Nirvana. Yeah, it was pretty damn good. It, it was, was good. Uh, oh, what song was that? Didn't he like play it on a pink guitar? Was it yeah. all apologies? Metal, no, it was. Fuck. Well, it was the one that. What's his name from Puddle of Mud? Like, have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> and like he got roast. I mean, absolutely oh torn to shreds. It was that song, I think. He I got ripped on, apart. I, I don't think it was. That Maybe song. it wasn't. I thought that it was, was like a career ender. Well, he'd had many of those before, but yeah, but that was like the nail in the coffin. Yeah, that was bad. That was, I well, dude, I can't, I can't. Heart shaped box. Oh, uh, a few of them. He's he did lithium, come as you are, and heart shaped box. Posty. Yeah. Hell yeah. But oh, and then he also covered Rooster. Why the fuck haven't I come across? That's that? the one I just heard that he did. He did. He covered Rooster, and it was fucking sweet. I mean, I'll check it out. Um. But yeah, that that one cover was, uh, and it was live. It was like a Sirius XM like live recording, and the other dudes that are playing with him are going, <laughs> <laughs> like, "What? Are, <laughs> oh no, baby, what did you do?" <laughs> <laughs> it was bad, dude. If I were, if I, I, I mean, if I were in that situation, it seemed like dude was just having a bad day, like vocally, um. Because he does sing better than that. Yeah, he does. I love Puddle of Mud. Yeah, but I love like, him growing up. And I, I played. You want to talk him. about angst and attitude? Like I, I, I played with him. I've right. seen them live, and it's, it's not that. No. So he had to have just been having a bad vocal day. Yeah. And it's like, do I just stop and save myself the embarrassment, or do I keep going? Do I? Stay does the show go on? Yeah. And it's like, eh, you know, and you you hear examples of it a lot with like people be like, man, I went and seen this band and they sucked live. Vocalists sucked. It's like, man, you know how hard it is for vocalists? Like, I don't think we could go out and tour and play back to back shows. Mm-hmm. We would have to have at least a day in between because yep. of how hard it is to do some of the vocals that we do. I'm not a great screamer. 
Like, I can't scream tonight and then go tomorrow night and scream again. I just can't do it. I'm not screaming entirely correctly. You sound like you had a mouthful. Yeah. (laughs) So, I feel bad for the dude, but that was bad. That was bad. I think that all these big bands, right, that are torn, they've been torn for years, just like muscle memory and stamina that you build up. It's like everything's a muscle, man. The more you fine-tune it and and work it, the more used to (coughs) playing back-to-back shows or doing tours you're going to get. But still, the the vocalists especially, they got nights (laughs) where, like, bro, my voice is gone. I can't sing. Noah Sebastian from Bad Omens had that, like, right before Knotfest, like, where he's, like, Mm-hmm. Told the crowd, I, you guys are going to have to sing for me, pretty much. And but then you uh, have, like, a freak of nature, like Eddie Vedder, that smokes, like, a pack or two of cigarettes a day. That's the And key. still doing it. I think the drugs keep him going. <laughs> I do it I for mean, the drugs! I mean, that's not a Pearl Jam song, but yeah, you know what I mean. Well, and I think that's another reason why we hear these mixed, like, stories of, I've heard that Chevelle, I've. I've had people tell me, yeah, man, I went and seen Chevelle, and they fucking sucked. And then I've heard the exact opposite, that they put on an amazing live show. I've heard the same thing about Breaking Benjamin before. Um, I've heard the same thing about Screaming Evidence before. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. And then, I, I mean, recently we talk about um, a band that me and Kyler like to listen to, Invent Animate. Um Love their stuff. Well, me and you went and seen them, and dude sounded like shit live. It was bad. And then I watched another YouTube video, hoping for something more positive, and unfortunately in this YouTube video, and I don't think it was a show that we were at, he didn't sound very good at this show either. So, um, yeah, I mean, that would be tough, because you obviously want to put on the best show you possibly can every Mm -hmm. single night, but... You're limited vocally. Yeah, and I think maybe it is a situation, because that's the primary reason I don't listen to them mm-hmm. after seeing it live. It's just and like a tainted feel. Is it something where maybe it's not actually too much for him to do? It's just too much for him to do night after night after night after night. Thank you for just giving me a new this or that. Because <clears throat> you only got to come up with one, bro. Yeah, but I need to figure out for me. One. <laughs> I think that there's if you listen to a lot of bands, especially metalcore bands that have maybe some real difficult vocal parts, they'll change it up live so they can better perform it. Mm-hmm. I've seen Jamie um, from Polaris do it. Yeah, Ronnie Ratke does it. Um, you know, cause he, he'll go from rapping to screaming to singing, like he's all over the place. So he will change up now. He's, you know, he's got some help backup vocal wise in his band, but like there's a lot of vocalists that will change up how a song was recorded when they're playing it live so they can actually fucking perform it. Right. And some, some, you know, listeners like, what the fuck? That, that's not how it sounds on the record. Well, you go do that live every night. You know what? That's... If it's some wild ass scream or, you know, whatever. Yep. <clears throat> that's why uh i started screaming for the band yeah because mm-hmm. sean was just like dude i can't i can't hit all these high notes and do all these screams and we're playing for an hour mm-hmm. he's like i'm 
going balls to the wall for an hour straight. I'm like, well, I guess I can try. And the first, like, year of it was so bad, dude. It sounded horrible. Yeah, you've grown a lot as a screamer. A lot. And I still got a lot lot of way to go. The problem is I just don't practice. The only time I practice is when we have band practice and... Sometimes, like last practice, we didn't even do any vocals. Mm-hmm. So the next time we practice, if we practice tomorrow, like we start screaming and singing, and I'm gonna sound like a fucking dying goat. You got to do what I do, bro. I'm practicing the truck in a car. Yeah, it. <clears throat> we talking about practice? Which man? We well, talking about like... practice, man? <laughs> Not a game. Not, Not a, a game. game. Not a game. We talking about practice, man? Go ahead. <laughs> but anyway shout out Alan Iverson yeah with with that it's like screaming man I have to I have to be in a certain headspace and I have a hard time getting in that headspace unless I'm in here and I have the whole band with me and we're all just going at it mm-hmm. but I do need to like get over myself and start fucking practicing like run something you know, some songs through the stereo here and set up a mic and, and work on screaming with the songs. <clears throat> well, I think it's time to jump into this or that. And like we said at the beginning of the show, we're doing Be it gentle. a little different this time, huh? Be gentle. Okay. Don't give them I'll a spit on it. I'll spit on it. <laughs> I'll spit a bite to pill I'm going in dry. Um... Like we said at the beginning of the show, we're going to personalize them. I've got one for Tyler. Tyler's got one for Preston. Preston's got one for me. Who wants to go first? Mine, I feel like mine needs to wait. Preston. This or that? I really couldn't think of anything really good for you. Bitch. But I think think (laughs) this one will actually be tough. Oh. Periphery or like Moss to Flame. Mm-hmm. You can listen to the one. The other one is gone forever. Well, that one's easy. It's easy for me. Is it? Pretty easy. Choose your next words wisely, friend. You might get something thrown at you, bro. <laughs> it's it's this easy. Okay. Well, it's okay. okay. Yeah. You would, you would listen right to Moss? I mean... I love periphery. Fuck progressive. I really (laughs) love malls. Um, To me, they write better songs. Um, I'm disappointed in my ability to come up with a this or that that challenges someone. You better hit a home run with your hot take. Well, what's weird with me with with periphery? um, (laughs) How do I want to say this or explain it? You get in like, we talked about mood swings. You get in like periphery mode. Yeah, that's like kind that, of how it is. Yeah, that is yeah. like all you yeah. want to listen to is periphery, and because you'll send like several songs in the chat mm-hmm. throughout the day, yeah. like ah, oh, Preston's in a periphery vibe. Yeah. So I feel like that's how you are with him. But like Moths, like bro, that's like an everyday listen for, it is, for yeah. all, yep. all. Yep. All three that's of us probably every day or every other day listen. I mean, yep. definitely weekly. 
You're you're jamming. It is a a, a pretty easy go to in the gym. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I can't I can't flow to the songs like of periphery like I would because they don't like play I do, on rhythm like Moz. They saw that metronome and said, "Nope." <laughs> they yeah, are I they can't are playing play to it on, as much. on rhythm. It's just it's dude, a, a lot it's of just, off rhythm. Yeah, it's it an off rhythm different. thing and it drives me nuts. Genty. Which speaks to their that's, own that's talent. the thing. I don't like I don't like genty. I don't like progressive metalcore. That's just not my thing. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you're going to listen to like Monster Flames and everything periphery goes away forever. Yeah, that, I mean that's tough hearing it said that way, but it would it would be Moss. Wait till he hears mine; he's going to fucking have an aneurysm. You know, you you want to go next? Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. So mine for Kyler and I had a couple, uh, but I felt as if my first one wasn't good enough, and I, honestly, I don't know that my second one <laughs> is good enough. But I think it it'll before you react and tell me, think about it okay. for a second. Okay. Monuments latest album, okay. Yeah, or invent and animates latest <laughs> album. <laughs> oh, oh God, that's so hard because I've had longer to like digest the yep. Monuments album. Yep, and because the invent one, the invents is new, so Monuments came out last year, right? Yep. yep. Oh fuck me, dude. I can't, I gotta be careful because, like, recency bias and shit. Like, right, that, new, that new record's fucking sweet. The Invent one? Yes. Yes, it is. It's <clears throat> fucking disgusting. Oh, my God. <sighs> but that Monuments record's bad as hell, too. <clears throat> okay. Man, and I'm, I'm trying to just keep it to those two albums because, in my opinion, everything before this new album for Invent is not very good. Like, yeah. once they went to UNFD, they yeah. got, like, way better. Their production got better. They were writing better songs. And Monuments has been good for years with two different vocalists. But I think but we, I'm trying we to... agree that In Stasis was their best for us. Yes. As listeners, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, it's hard. I'm trying to just tell myself to just think about those two records. I'm Nothing before. It, it is hard for them. Oh, fuck me, dude. I can only listen to one. Yep. And the other one disappears. Gone. Bye-bye. Monuments. Yep. I just... Bro, I, probably because I, I, it's been around longer, I've been listening to it longer, and I still listen to it. Mm-hmm. So that tells me how great of an album it is that I still listen to it when I've been like binging it for a year now, or nine months, however long it's been out. And I still go back to it. If, if one of those... if. One of those songs comes <clears> on, I'm like, especially fucking Arch, Arch Essence. Yeah, that's um, sweet. So, yeah, I would, very, very tough decision because I love this new invent. I'm, I am jamming that daily, but I would have to go with the Monuments album. Yep, I agree. Would you say the same thing? I said, yeah. yep. Yeah, that one was tough. You ready to die? And I, depending on how this goes, I think we need to do another round. Well, we can do yeah, another this round. Is, uh, this is yeah. fun. You ready? No, but (laughs) just like the same same thing with us, you get one forever, and the other disappears forever. I'm fucking stressed. (laughs) You want me to rip it off like a band aid, or you just just want to give it off, bud? Thrice or Gray Haven. Oh, 
One goes away forever. Holy shit, I wouldn't know what to choose. He's wearing a Grey Haven shirt right now. For everybody not watching on YouTube. <sighs> Shout out to everybody that watches us on YouTube every week. Appreciate you Thank guys. You. Thank you. He's over here contemplating his life right now. Yeah. I feel like I so we got going on this week. So uh, I <laughs> figured we'd just shoot the shit while he's <laughs> I'd have to go with Thrice. Okay. I, I'm i surprised, but not surprised. Because, I mean, Thrice has done so much more for me. and They were your first love. I think they actually weren't. Um, it was Smile Empty Soul, and it was years before Thrice kind of oh, really? took the slot. I, even I didn't know that. Yeah. So, what album did it? Artist in the Ambulance. No, it was um, when they dropped the Hurricane album. Mm, yep. Um, Sadly enough, that's how I truly got into Thrice. My dad showed me uh, that song, Hurricane, and I'm like, what the fuck? Who is this vocalist? So, yeah, that when that album hit and Smile Empty Soul, the last couple albums they've put out, I just didn't love the way I love their older stuff. And it's not even like it's changed. Mm -hmm. It's just that my musical palette kind of changed. Sure. Mm -hmm. And, dude, thrice with that new album, I was like, bro, they got to be number one. Okay. They have to be. And and Grey Haven. What if Grey Haven drops another banger and you had to choose it? <sighs> Say it's a year from now. But Thrice has so many bangers. And if I go back to Thrice's old stuff, like early 2000s, the real punk kind of stuff, it's very similar to what, like, you, you can tell that Grey Haven pulled influence from that yeah. type of music. Yeah. Um. So I still get some of that, what I would get from Grey Haven from Thrice. I'd have to go with Rice. Okay. Well, I got another one for you. While wow, you two are thinking of one more. Mm. If you're ready. Now, I probably shouldn't have gone. We had to get up for this one. I probably shouldn't have gone thrice in the first one because I kind of knew that was the way it was going to go. So while Preston's thinking of another one for me, I'm going to spin it around for you and ask you one that I, th I think will be tougher. Norma Jean or Grey Haven? <laughs> you yeah. asked me this earlier and I never came to a conclusion. You get one and one goes away forever. Never to be heard from again. And both of them have recently dropped new records. So and both they were, they were both fucking amazing. Both, both have been around hell. for a long fucking time. One longer than the other, but Well, Greyhaven <clears throat> hasn't been around nearly as long as Norma Jean. Hell, I thought they'd been doing it for like fifteen years. No. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I know which one I would pick, but that's because I don't care for one of the ones. Boy, this is what I should have gone with first because it's really, really got you in your in your feels right now. So, with Grey Haven, they're they're more wild. Like, untamed, fucking just yep. all out there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I enjoy listening 
to the vocals more with Greyhaven than with Norma Jean. Not because he's a better screamer, um, but he alternates more. Yeah. And I'm more into the singing with emphasis um, or using screaming for emphasis kind of thing. And that's what he does. Um, but Norma Jean, man. They rip, bro. Those screams have... They're a fucking mouthful. ...have carried my soul <laughs> through such torment for so long. You gotta pick one. You got five seconds. Do, 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 do. Okay. Three. Just spit it out. Two. Norma Jean. One. Okay. Oh. Norma Jean. Okay. I gotta <laughs> give it Norma Jean only because... I mean, right now they got more albums, mm -hmm. and I can go back and listen to the old Norma Jean. I can listen to the newer Norma Jean. There is the differences between them. Each one gives me a little something different. Sure. Um, easier to kind of fit my mood with them. That was a tough one for you. I'm sorry I put I you like through you. that. I yeah, like I didn't you figure right you would after that, so. Now it's your turn to think of another one for dipshit over here. So dipshit, what you got for me? I got a couple. Oh God. Lay it on me. Okay. So you know Landmarks' latest album. It was solid, yeah. right? Damn good. We were yeah. we were impressed. We were impressed. Okay. Fucking filthy. God. Yeah. Yes. Landmarks or old novelist. Oh fuck you, dude. Like Mateo novelist, Mateo like novelist, like noir novelist. Yep, noir and the album before that. Mm. Oh my god! And that sucks because and, and keep in mind they're so similar. How <laughs> good that latest Landmarks album was? Because I know probably originally you were thinking novelist, but remember how good that Landmarks record was or is? Ugh. I mean. I think I was more obsessed with novelists. Like, mm -hmm. you and me both were like fucking. Yeah, Jeremy told us about it. Oh my God, just pool. hooked on those dudes. Yep. And then when Mateo left novelists, Landmarks kind of comes out of nowhere with this record. And I feel like they're, they're very similar. They're both French bands for one, but they're very similar in style. And that Landmarks album was just, Ooh. I mean, indescribably heavy. Yeah. Um. Damn. If you put a gun to my head and I had to pick, I'm going <laughs> to. He said, I'm going to pick. Uh, I got it. He I went in with such confidence. I did. I, and then and then hesitated. The yeah. I got to go novelist. And I think it's because of the level of obsession I had with them with yep. those first couple albums and EPs. And like today, bro, Eyes Wide Shut came on and I about punched my windshield out because that yep. shit goes so fucking hard. Yep. Um Yeah, I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go novelist because of what they okay. what they did for I me. I am a big fan and of And I was novelist. thinking you yeah. were gonna go that way, but I wanted it's you hard. That I was harder than the last one. How good me. that fucking latest landmarks out. That was, was harder than that was harder <clears throat> uh than the first one you, you okay. asked me. So okay. yeah. Should have went with that one. Yeah, first, no, though. it's good. Oh, well, the second one I asked, oh, he's giving you like evil eyes, bro. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the floor is yours, good sir. You thought the last one was hard. 
movements uh, or, or thrice. Oh fuck! Woo! Oh my god! Thrice. Still I don't like life. Beggars or gray? Oh, <laughs> or the gray? The gray. Oh my god! I, thrice for me. I don't like movements. Mm. Can't get into them. So, are you talking those songs or the bands? The bands. <laughs> hey, Mike! <laughs> That's a mouthful, man. He's he's gonna. So I'm thinking beat that feel something. For a long I'm time. thinking feel something. The album. Yep. Compared to beggars. Did you really get into major and minor? It's been a while, so I'd have to go back through it. Dude, there's some songs on there. I know there is. That would would literally knock your socks off. If you like Beggars, that album is, is a must re-listen for you. God, <clears throat> You gotta pick one. Thrice. Why? Just the consistency, man. There's there's so much different pieces of their stuff. Yeah, <laughs> their song. There are songs like the song "Still Life." Um, Jesus, I'm so bad at remembering names of songs. Um, you both are terrible at that. I don't know why. Give me Getting a old. Second. Speaking of which, happy birthday to both Tyler and Preston. Wish these guys a happy birthday. Another year older. Tyler, 30 is right there, buddy. Uh, don't talk to me like that. Yeah. I mean, we're only a year behind you, my guy. But I am the youngest guy sitting in the room. I still am 27. Mm. So, feels good. Bask in it, bro. Feels good. Feels great. We're both losing our fucking We are losing too. our hair. I just got some Bosley, you know. Trying yeah, to so. Shit back. I'm thinking about songs like Still Life. The weight off of beggars, circles, wooden wire, and I know the album feels something by movements. Every damn song on that album to me is amazing. I'd have to go thrice just because of the consistency and the versatility. And I would say the last two singles by movements, three cherry something cherry, the the one that's probably a year old. I know what you're talking about, and then they had, like, barbed wire body. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and those songs are decent. Um, Thrice but is it's super versatile. Slightly bad so taste versatile. in my mouth with movements going a little more poppy. Yeah, you. we talked about that before the, yeah. excuse me, before the show. I asked you what you thought of their two new songs, and you said that they were It's poppy. just a little too poppy for me. Sure. I love the, the Feel Something, and the, the latest album was good as well. I think um, it was, like, Skin to Skin or something. I know that's a song on there. That's a song on there. And you could feel that, that vibe changing mm-hmm. in that album, but not as much. Yeah, and, and you guys know I'm not a big Thrice fan by any stretch of the imagination, but like I do love the Artist in the Ambulance album, which is like their most downloaded album on Apple, Apple Music. So I don't know if it's technically their most popular one, but it's obviously one of their most popular ones. And it's a little heavier. The first song you ever showed me off of that was Silhouette, um, which is fucking... Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's fucking sweet um they're i appreciate how versatile they are they're able to do so many different and things they're, they're fucking so amazing they're, live. they're so unique shit. and they're kick-ass songwriters so i would agree with you going thrice yeah it's thrice 
Time for heavy metal hot takes. <clears throat> Can I get a hot tub? Can I get? <laughs> <laughs> Ow, get in the hot tub. <laughs> Preston, uh, you have a pretty good one that is going to harken back to the very first episode of mm-hmm. the Screaming Idiots show. And any chance I get to talk about this topic, I'm going to take it. And uh, I think over uh, over dinner last night, we talked about man, we need to get more controversial. We need to we need to piss, piss we need off. to piss some people off. Yep. So I think I know Preston's hot take will mine probably will too. I'm sure Tyler will cook something up good, but um, Preston, let's hear it, buddy. Yeah. So a lot of people are a fan of this band, and they're I don't know they they're, they're one of the most popular yeah bands. I don't know how there. they built their popularity the way they did. Uh, because I was even a fan when I was a kid, but Avenged Sevenfold fucking sucks. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> and you're and you're not just saying now. You're saying no. Period. I, yeah, I, I look back at it and I'm like, you had songs like Nightmare and Shepherd of Fire. There, there are a few songs, and of course, the way I found out about Avenged, and I'm the weirdo that wasn't listening to them before, but like Almost Easy and those songs because they were on Rock Band. They do have a few good songs, but they're not, to me, they're not what people act like they are. Bro, I, I, when, when you talked about that last night, when we were sitting at dinner last night, I, I immediately went back and was like, bro, they're not, they're not that good. Like, they're not good. The only reason that, like, Sinister Gates carries that fucking band. Yeah. Like, he can shred. He is a hellacious guitarist. Um, and he, te- he has a lot of classical influence too, with mm-hmm. a lot of his scales that he plays and shit. Very Yngwie Malmsteen-esque. He fucking carries them. And when I went, when I started thinking back to some of the stuff, cause I was saying, well, I used to listen to him too. Yeah. We and love that album with Nightmare and. The Nightmare album. Yeah. Yeah. Hail to the King. Yeah. Um, was on a, a different record. Uh, I think the same record as uh, Shepherd of Fire. That album might have been called Hell to the King. I can't remember. But they, bro, M's Shadows sucks so <laughs> fucking bad. He yeah. is awful. Yep. He cannot sing. Back in the day, he could scream a little bit, but that dude can, he sure as hell can't now. I mean, we talked about that on episode one with that new song of theirs that nobody's listening to. I don't know what made them think. Oh, this sounds good. This sounds good. People love this. People love this. It's like fucking Ted Bundy. Yeah, I'll kill 30 women. Nobody will care. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, they'll love it. Yeah, they'll love it. (laughs) So beautiful as she's being strangled. God, I'm fucked up. Quit. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, I... The more I think back to it, you know, they do have a couple songs that I'm like, yes. They got some at, good riffs. At the t- yeah. Again, Sinister Gates carries yeah. that band, but they are not they are not good at songwriting, at music structure. Their choruses all sound the same, and M. Shadows is singing through his fucking nose. And I just, I can't. I, I'm it's sure like that'll cringeworthy shit, dude. It is, dude. It's it's very his vocals especially are so cringy, and I hate being like that because he's a fucking cool ass dude. Yeah, like if yeah. you listen to any interviews that like yeah. he does, they're all super cool dudes. And I'm not taking anything away from them as people or from their success because they're fucking. They got way fucking more money than I'll ever have in my goddamn life. Yep. But 
they found success. They found a niche. They have a fucking super loyal fan base. They're mm-hmm. like Slipknot, bro. They have yep. a crazy loyal fan base. But for me, I just, I do not think that they're good. What's your take, Redbeard? Erd. I said what I needed to say. In episode In episode one. <laughs> um, you know, you, you, you guys can go back. Listen to episode one and listen to me tear them apart. But yeah, they you did. You did tear. You did eviscerate Avenged Sevenfold. I didn't even try though. Yeah, I just don't. And there's other bands out there like that that I think God, they're not good. They're they're just so cookie cutter and fucking blah. And people love them. And mm-hmm. I just I just because so much of the music industry is. Just treating it like it's a treating bands like they are a product. Like a this is just a just a product line. Mm-hmm. Um just like any other business. You know? Fuck Campbell Soup put out the chunky soup line. Alright, well that's good shit. Avenge Sevenfold right there. Well then I guess I like Avenge Sevenfold. No, <laughs> Donovan McNabb. You know I mean? <laughs> but like, they're they're just a product line, and they just want to squeeze as much revenue out of them as they can, and people listen to it. Yeah. So, you know, trying to take a band that can build momentum and squeeze a bunch of dollars out of that process, you're going to take bands that made it big, and maybe they just don't have it anymore. Yeah. But because their name's on it, their brand is on the song, it's going to sell just because they have such a a loyal fan base that will ignore the actual quality and just be, like, super happy that their favorite band put out a new song. Well, and that's the thing with Avenge because they were, like, dormant forever. And they, they came out with this new song, and all their fans were like, yeah, it took me like 20 listens, but I like it. I, I think that there's going to be some cool stuff on this new album. I, I'm just glad they put new music out. That's well, all I kept seeing on social media. And I'm like, you don't like it. You just have nostalgia for the band. And you are so you were so desperate for new music from them that when it came out and you heard it, you're like, Ugh. Speaking uh, of nostalgia, I'm thinking of a certain riff of theirs. But it's new Event Sevenfold. I like it. You know, they yeah. just like Preston with every fucking periphery song, he bends himself over and rapes him with it until he likes it. Takes me a while to like understand. It, it. took me like three months, but I finally got into it. <laughs> like that's that's kind of how I feel like these old school Avenged Sevenfold fans were with this new song because they were so used to what they did before, and then they come out with this new fucking industrial sound, weird ass fucking tune. They're like making a stank face at it at first, going. Mm. But they were just so desperate for new music from their favorite band. Mm-hmm. And that leads me into my hot take, which is... Bring it. You know, being desperate for music can be a bad thing. And you set your expectations too high. And and a band that I did that for that I, I loved dearly, and I still love all their old shit, um, is Parkway Drive. And, and you know, my, my hot take here is that Parkway Drive fell off a cliff after the Iyer album. Their last two have been so 
mundane and repetitive and you know their newest one is like a rock album it's not it's not metalcore and winston their their front man is a fucking howler bro like they're like carry on dark days all their old shit yes. is disgusting mm-hmm. and they and again you know i'm not saying bands aren't allowed to change their sound but my eardrums are accustomed to a band sounding a certain way. And when they change the way that they sound nine times out of 10, maybe eight times out of 10, I just, it doesn't, I don't like it. And I don't know if that's because they didn't do a good job at it, or if it's just that they didn't do a good job of capturing my personal taste. So, you know, there, like I said, that last, the last two albums of theirs were just horrible to me. And, Every album before that was gold, bro. I mean, it was... I have every one of those albums from Ire and back downloaded on my phone because they go hard as fuck. It's like the so, Reverence album. They tried to give it this big, giant stadium feel or something. Yeah. I'm thinking of a few songs off that album, and it just... It didn't do it The Void me. is okay off that album. Is that the red, the album with the red reddish-colored one? Uh, Yeah, it's like a bunch of weird shit going yeah. on. Yeah, Reverence. Yeah, so The Void's pretty damn good off of that one. But that newest one, Darker Still, oof, still not very good. So I go back to Ire, Atlas, Deep Blue, Horizons. Um, Kill Him With A Smile. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites, and that's, well, one, Romance Is Dead, and then It's So Hard To Speak um, Without Something. So I'm sure that'll piss some some diehard Parkway fans off, but yeah, I think they fell off a fucking cliff. Absolutely. And I think there's a lot of bands that have done that that have changed their style and they just, you know, All the Remains is another one. Yep. Um, we talked about how much they've done for the genre, but when they went for more of that rock vibe, man, it just mm-hmm. like, they, I I was done with them. Mm-hmm. Done with them. And that, that was like their last three albums. It was just not good to me. I'm not saying it's not good music, it's just... When I'm used to a band sounding this way, I don't like change, okay? <laughs> Asking Alexandria. They went rock, and it's still good rock music, but they were straight-up crabcore, bro. They were, like, dark, heavy, mm-hmm. and then they went rock when Danny Warsnop came back, and I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> they did just tease a new song that sounds heavy as fuck, though, so they might be trending back to the their metalcore roots, I hope, but... I'm sure you guys can think of a lot of bands that, you know, maybe you were once real high on that they did something and it just turned you off of them. Uh, Crown the Empire is one that comes yeah, to mind. Absolutely, God, they, they were so good, and they just um, Amity, Amity, yep, Amity, uh, and that's another one that'll piss people off because their fans yep. are super loyal oh, too, they, and they yeah. are fucking they love ter- everything. They, they are do. fucking terrible nowadays, yep. dude. That those dude. Was it three songs I three said they songs. had dropped? Oh, my God, they're, they're fucking horrible. Dayseeker's another one. Yeah, yep, Dayseeker. They, that latest album sucks. Absolutely sucks. Rory's sucking too much dick. <laughs> fucking, I hate that. He's getting mouthfuls out yeah, here. Yeah, I can't stand that song, bitch. <laughs> so, I, we talked about them last episode, Linkin Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their, their first two albums, bro. Meteora oh, and um, amazing. Hybrid, theory. Hybrid, theory. Hybrid Theory. Then after that, it was like, eh. That's fair. Did you not like Minutes to Midnight? Yeah. Yeah, I liked that one. It was more rocky. 
Man, like, I'm trying to think of other bands that did that. There's so many, bro. Dude, Bullet did it for a little bit. Yeah, hell yeah, they did. Um, of Mice and Men. Yeah, that's and that, I try to be careful with shit like We Came as Romans, right? Well, Kyle Pavone died. Yeah. Okay, their frontman died. Yeah. So, or their their you know their clean vocalist died. So they obviously you know changed their sound. Same thing with the Mice and Men when Austin Carlisle left. Uh, right before the Restoring Force album, and you could tell, we talked about this before the show, you could tell on Restoring Force they were trying to stay in that same vibe and realm that they had been in with Carlisle. Mm-hmm. And Carlisle's like, screams are so iconic, you just yeah, y- you can't compete with that. So then they changed their style. And for me, at least, I just I, it killed them for me. I listened to all of their old shit, Second and Sebring, I mean, everything off the yeah. flood, um, forty seven minutes for what or forty seven miles for what all of that shit I listened to all their old stuff and even some stuff off restoring force, but after that album, I'm out, dude, and I know you love especially restoring force, so I have restoring force on my arm mm-hmm. and mainly the reason for that is one, I loved the album. But that's the album that I used to help teach me how to scream. Mm-hmm. And so it was very meaningful to me. But that's the album I came into. So having that different perspective where I didn't start. On the flood. On, or, yeah. on yeah. the flood and stuff. I started at Restoring Force and then I backtracked. And going going into it that way, I love both. Yeah. I was gonna say, I, I will you say jam both. <clears throat> there, uh, there's a song that popped up here lately. I've been kind of stagnant on music, so I've just been going to my library and hitting shuffle, mm-hmm. um, and then just kind of picking what mood. You know, a song will come on, and I'll be like, "Yeah, f- I'm I'm feeling that mood," so I'll, I'll go find some shit around there. Well, a song from of mice and men, like they're. The self-titled album, album. The newest album. Came on. Echo. The album Echo. Echo that's the newest I album. I believe. And it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? This is not... But I never really dug into those albums. And I, they I mean, sh- there was they a... They signed with Sharptone before that record. Mm-hmm. I just think they're running out of songs to write. Yeah. Which is and unfortunate. that's tough. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. Because we've kind of, as as a band, have reached that point where writing lyrics for songs is becoming harder and harder and harder because we've always relied on Sean and, like, dude's running out of stuff to write about. He's running out of influence. Mm-hmm. Um, writer's block, bro. We talked about yeah. it before the show. Writer's block, man. It sucks. Um, I think he's come out of it a little bit. He's starting to be more productive on that side. Um, one of the reasons I'm super excited about having some of these newer songs recorded is that I can try to help. Yeah. But like, bro, you're doing it for a living. And it's like, I have to put new music yeah. out there mm-hmm. and I have to kind of keep within a certain cycle time frame. Mm-hmm. M- you know, I'm I'm on a crunch, writer's block be damned. I gotta mm-hmm. write a song and it's like doesn't always come out so great. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I think that there's a lot of bands that 
go through changes that, you know, you could talk about how if a guy, if a group has writer's block or they, they, they feel like they're in a rut and they're not, they can't do what they've been doing because they've ran out of material in which to do it. So they change their style up, you know, um, or they get bored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It happens. And it, I, I don't want to lose interest in bands that I've loved forever. And, you know, I try to keep an open mind when I listen to their shit, when it changes, but I can't help what my music palette wants mm-hmm. and, and likes and doesn't like, I can't force myself to like something that, I'm just never gonna like, dude. I had a hard time with Thrice's new album. Did you? Yeah, I had that a real hard time. Me. There's only a couple songs on there I really care for. Yeah, it happens, man. And it's you know we get stuck in. That's why I think bands like Polaris are so incredible because they changed my music palette. Yeah, yep. like there were there are certain bands that just were able to like revolutionize my musical palette as mm-hmm. I've gotten older, and that's why I hold them in such high regard. So it's not uncommon for me to come across a band that I once loved that I just don't anymore. You got to be special to to make me change with you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And there's not very many bands out there that can do that. So it's unfortunate. Not saying that those bands aren't making good music, but it's just not for me. And I think we all have. I know all the listeners have bands out there that they mm-hmm. used to love that just it just doesn't do it for them anymore. So it's unfortunate, but it's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm ready for a humdinger of a T. Scott hot take. Okay, here we go. Get your tissues ready. <laughs> I think the hardcore style music that I've been trying to get you guys into is just better than the metalcore shit. <clears throat> other it's than just Norman, better music. Other than Norman Jean and, what, Norman what, 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 Jean and Greyhaven, who are you talking about? How is it better music? In which way are you referring? Just give me, like, so I know how to respond. So there's the bands like Norma Jean, um, Old Sleeper, The Chariot, um, a bunch of other bands that I can't really seem to remember their names um but it's just better fucking metal music man it's it's more i know you guys don't like the rawness of it but i think that's one of the things that makes it better because metal's not supposed to be this clean thing Mm-hmm. And I know it's kind of bold to say what metal should be and what it shouldn't be. Me fucking gatekeeper. Right. <laughs> but, like, man, we, we, we talked a little bit about, like, the overproduced stuff. Um, That was one of the things that I had a hard time getting into metalcore was because it was, to me, kind of overproduced stuff. And... Something about, like, listening to Norma Jean, just all the gain, all the way up, and, like, their older stuff just sounds like they're in a fucking room raging. Like, that room has got to be on fucking fire. Mm -hmm. But I don't, and, and I feel everything. I feel the angst. I feel the rage. I feel everything that they're trying to portray with their heavy ass music. 
and with metalcore, I don't feel it as much. There's not as much. Mm-hmm. It's it's more like. Ugh. So I think that almost goes back. I, I'm I'm gonna go first because I'll forget my point if no, I don't. You're good. Um, that almost goes back to the conversation we just had about music palettes and and what really trips your trigger. And I get, you know, when you talk about how hardcore metal makes you like feel as you, you know, it sounds like they're just in a room all together, just jamming a big wall of sound, all the gain attitude, whatever, all of that, Mm -hmm. that does zero for me personally. I don't want to hear, I don't want it to sound like they're all in a room together just all the gain volume knob ripped off with a fucking single mic sitting in the middle of the room. What gets me going and makes me like feel is I want to fucking hear every single piece of that band and be able to fully diagnose what they're doing and what's going on. Because that is what gets me going. Like, those these metalcore bands especially the ones that you know that i prefer do such a great job of spotlighting each individual member of the band and what they're doing and i feel like a lot of those hardcore bands operate which is cool but they operate as one unit right it is Mm -hmm. all one they're driving towards the same goal and it is all about the band and the sound that they're creating together Whereas a lot of the metalcore bands that I listen to, it's 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 individual. It's highlighting and spotlighting each individual member and what they're doing. And for me, that's so cool because it's really showcasing. And I'm not saying what you know these hardcore bands are doing isn't, but it's really showcasing their their talent. And I love the crisp, punchy guitar tone that just bites. It just bites really hard. And it's so tight and snappy. And a lot of those, and of course, you know, being a guitarist, that's what I gravitate towards more often than not. And these hardcore bands, it's, they're a little, like you said, it's all the gain. It's kind of fuzzy. It's, it's just this big spacey wide sound that isn't as defined. And I struggle with that a lot. And that's why I think I struggled with Norma Jean early on and why I struggle with Thrice is there's just not enough definition for me. I still think they write amazing songs. But for me personally, I cannot agree with you that hardcore is better music simple, simply because of my own personal music palette. Not that hardcore doesn't write better songs or write better music, but just my ears personally, big as they fucking are, I prefer the more, I guess, polished, refined, isolated sound that I can dissect each piece of the band. Yeah, and I, that that makes a lot of sense. And um, yeah, that's why it's why these hot takes are fun because they are very subjective. Yes, it makes you but think I too because you got to back your shit up. I think even with the songwriting at times. Um, I gravitate more towards what I hear in like the hardcore kind of stuff. They get, they get different, you know, they, they do a lot of different shit. They're not afraid to go outside of the typical verse chorus Mm -hmm. verse breakdown chorus or whatever. 
Um, they they get a little weird with it at times. Um, they do things kind of like with Periphery, where they won't play exactly the same riff the exact same way. Mm-hmm. They'll change it up a little bit here and there. Now, they're still doing like the same shit, but you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they switch it up more, I think. Polaris does that a lot. Yes, they do. Um, <clears throat> I think the Screamers, to me... I think they're doing a better job I agree because with, that point. with most of metalcore, it's that one solid scream the same way, yep, all the way through. Whereas a lot of them, yeah. in the hardcore, there's more inflection, mm-hmm. there's more range, um, and it's more aggressive. I would agree with that. Um, it is definitely more aggressive, more raw. Um, and that all goes back to that raw feel um, of those hardcore metal bands. That's why I like Polaris so much. Yeah, because got, Jamie is raw. He's all over the place. Yes, and it, it is just not, a real grainy feel. Yeah, it's not a yeah. perfectly refined scream. It's not Aero Screamer. It makes me want to stab bro, someone. Yeah. On Jake's the gonna come after you, bro. He was like, Preston's hating on my dude CJ. Hey, like, man, I'm just I, dude's cool, and I liked it at first, but. I listened to that last album from Era, and as I listened through it, I'm like, "Their screamer sounds the same every single fucking song." It's like Jesse carries the vocals with Era. Yeah, I mean Jesse, sure. Jesse's the real deal. Um, but, but Jamie, that's like, a bone that I have. Yeah, I, I, I get know. that. You know, and and that is kind of what Tyler's referring to. Is there's a lot of these medical. That's why I loved Austin Carlisle from of Mice and Men. That dude yes. was all over the fucking yes. place, bro. All over, all the place. over the place, dude. Yeah. Listening to Norma Jean live and him just absolutely rip those vocals the entire note note. time, note for note. without making a single mistake. Yep. and it was just pure awesomeness. So you're gonna love this because I've seen a lot of live shows. I've seen a lot of metalcore bands live. Norma Jean put on the best vocal performance I've ever seen live. It was incredible. I mean, he never missed a beat, and nope. he was just... I mean, I don't know how his throat didn't explode. Yep. And so for me to say, hey, this dude is the best fucking um, live unclean vocalist I've ever seen is saying something. So I tend more to agree with you on the, the vocal piece when it comes to screaming, because there is a lot of metalcore bands out there that got that cookie cutter ass fucking scream that's why i like chris motionless from motionless yep. and white bro yep. his, his noah sebastian there are certain vocalists that have crazy ass ranges that's why I like i'm very selective about like deathcore and death metal bands because mm-hmm. they all sound the same mm-hmm. um but you look at somebody like chris motionless that not only has a gorgeous singing voice but has the incredible vocal range with his screams like that shit right there is clean that's what i said like he's got gorgeous uh, a gorgeous singing voice and he can be all over the place with his screams that's right up my alley yeah so and hardcore vocalists are especially like gray haven like that dude is everywhere everywhere Mm -hmm. so that piece i agree with you on preston where are you at on this whole deal I would say I'm right in the middle. Yeah, um, but I usually tend are. To, I tend to <laughs> I tend to lean right towards metalcore. I I tend to lean more toward metalcore, uh, probably because it's like riffier and it's more more stuff that I grew up to, stuff that I had always enjoyed. Um, it also 
your point brought up another hot take that I can either mention now or on another episode. You'll forget it if you. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I lean more toward more toward the metalcore stuff. Um, but I, I'm also kind of annoyed with metalcore as of late because it just feels kind of dead to me yeah. as well. It's been kind of a dry period. I mean, you got the new Invent album, Currents, coming out with a new one. So, which by the time everybody listens listens to this, the Currents album will be out. So, yeah, we'll do some bonus content uh, breaking down the Currents album on our Patreon. So, make sure you check that out. Preston, send us home with another good <clears throat> hot take, buddy. Yeah, so this is a band that, frankly, each of us have never discussed a whole lot together before. And maybe you haven't even heard of them. I'm not sure. Uh, but I know in the hardcore scene, from what I've yeah, seen, probably not. <laughs> from what I've seen, it's like these guys took over the scene. And on YouTube, I constantly see people commenting about them and stroking them. And it's the band Knocked Loose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I dude, think they're they, blowing up right now. I think they fucking suck. They do suck. <laughs> they do and suck, I know yeah. they have a very loyal fan base, and I've tried to get into them. And I've listened to song after song after song, just trying, trying to find that song that might, you know, be that gateway mm-hmm. for me. I think they suck. Yeah, they're they're kind of like blowing up on social media right now. Twitter, TikTok, they're all over they the blew place. Up. Yeah, and yeah, they're not good. I don't like them personally. I I can't speak to it a ton just because, like, I look back through my stuff and I only have one song from them. But yeah. I'd have to hear it to remember what it was about the vocalist that I has added. this like super high raspy scream that gets on my nerves <laughs> but i never i never dove into it but i have been seeing them a lot yeah they're they he was featured on motionless's new album yeah 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 on uh slaughterhouse slaughterhouse yeah, yeah i think it was and his screams yeah. are fucking horrible i'll have to listen to it and they're definitely different and see like you can tell who chris is and who that dude is because yeah. they are not the same hmm. even ricky uh ricky horror uh the Rhythm guitarist for Motionless and White that does a lot of the vocals with Chris. Like, that dude blows Knock Loose's front man away. Yeah. He's a not, fucking backup And I'm vocalist. not saying that they're bad musicians or anything like that, but just... No, be controversial. Say they, they, they fucking blow that, dank. I don't know that they suck, but... I, I, I can't get into them. I just them. don't like them. Do not like them. Can't get into them. Nope. Time to Damn. shit on it. was It was time to shit on another band. We hadn't shit on enough. <laughs> Preston wanted to get more controversial, piss some more people off. We're full of shit. We gotta, we gotta release it somehow. I mean, this show is called the Screaming Idiots Show. Cause, yeah, call us. Yep. We might be fucking call a spade a spade here. So, well, anyways, we do be dumb as hell. So, oh fuck yeah, that's what makes it fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope you and guys enjoyed our uh, shit show of an episode because it was very uh, scrummed together and and we just kind of riffed it right that's what we said let's just riff let's just riff and that's what this episode was so it's fun to do that from time to time structure gets boring so but anyways thanks for listening everybody wherever you're listening we appreciate it couple reminders if you're interested in binging all of our content all at once having access to all the bonus content that we're going to put out that we've been putting out uh, on our patreon please go and check out our backstage pass it's only five bucks a month Come check it out. Get instant access to all of our content all at once, all the bonus content. Be able to interact with us. Send us uh, requests of topics that you would like for us to talk about because we're always always wanting uh, listener input. So check that out. If you want a T-shirt, 
please let us know on any one of our social media platforms, and we will make sure that we get you a shirt. We've got several people that have already got some. They're fucking sweet. We think they're fucking sweet. I mean, we might be a little biased, but it's metal as fuck. So, <laughs> check out the Patreon. Keep watching on YouTube. We love all the all the views that we're getting on YouTube. That's fucking awesome. And appreciate the shit out of every one of you guys. And until next time, we are the Screaming Idiots, and we'll see you next week. Peace, love, dove.